We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello and welcome into the SoWare Andrews podcast brought to you by Rotowire and sponsored by SoWare. I am Andrew Laird from SoWare Data. You can find me as Lairdino on SoWare. Joined as always by Andy Black, who you can find as Black on SoWare. Andy, you said we should talk about stacks this week. And I was like, why should we do that? And you were like, we should talk about stacks this week. And uh, then I looked at some of the leaderboards of the week and it seems like a good time to talk about stacks. Yeah, why not? Do I have any stacks this week? Did you have any from this previous game week? Um, that worked. <laughs> yes, I think that's the most important question. Did it work? Uh, I don't think it. I don't think any of them worked. Yeah, I think I, I won. The cards that I won were all like non-stacky type teams. I built a stack late in the week, and then it was a. It was. I mean, I don't even want to call it a stack. It was two guys from the same team. It was a defender and a midfielder. Like it was probably just dumb. And then one didn't even start. Maybe that's where we start this conversation. Let's define what a stack is. There we go. It's two players from the same team of stack. I don't defender think so. plus goalkeeper. Is that a stack? Yeah, I think I think defender plus goalkeeper should be considered a stack. Um, and I'm just not sure how. I mean, I think if anybody sees more than one guy from the team, they're like, oh, here's another stack. And whether like it's a reasonable like if it's goalkeeper forward they're like oh there's another stack and it's like well that one probably doesn't correlate at all but it just happens to be two guys from the same team but um i don't know I, how many i mean I, is two enough other than a goalkeeper defender i think it's got to be more than two otherwise they're just teammates yeah it's kind of my thought but <clears throat> I guess it. I guess the real definition doesn't even matter that much, um, but I just feel like two together um, will never be something that they like try to uh, uh, like put a rule around. Like two players from the same team will always be allowed. There's never going to be a rule in place to stop that. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't. I'm, I'm not worried about that. the 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 only thing that I would be like see them ever do is like, if you just play five players from the same team, is, is that going to be something that they allow forever? I don't know. So I have a lot to say about both of those topics. Um, yeah. One I'll say, 
we talked about stacks like months ago when we had Sean Newsham on PSU fans too on so rare. And I think I, I hadn't really heard anybody talking about stacks before Sean did. And so I'll give him credit for at least making it more well known. I wasn't checking every lineup, but it just didn't seem like it was something that many people were considering. I think the defender goalkeeper combos that one. Yes. Um, which maybe that's the term we call those combos um, was widely used um, mm -hmm. for a long time. Um, I know I've been doing uh, the combo play for a long time, but maybe not three player defensive plus goalkeeper stacks or full five player stacks. It was not right. something I was really looking at. Yeah. Uh, and to be honest, I wasn't really looking at it until I, I almost want to say I accidentally built one when I did the river plate one months ago. Ah, right. And once I had three, I was like, I should just get all five. And it, I think once they went to dynamic rewards, when they were going to open game weeks, even if there was only one licensed team playing, then I was like, awesome. Cause there were some like midweeks where they had, you know, Copa matches and river play was there. And I was like, Hey, I got five starters here. Let's go. And I don't think any of them were ever successful, but I think th there's just been a lot of people like speculating that they're going to have to do something about stacks. And it was actually something that Jimmer said months ago when he was on, when we were speculating about whether you, there was that talk that if you played D3, you couldn't play in what they were calling then the Academy. And right. now we're calling the progress bar and we still have no idea what it is. But anyway, but Jimmer made this point that he was basically against limiting utility of cards mm -hmm. and that you would have people who bought cards that they theoretically could have played in the Academy. And so where was going to be like, no, you cannot use those cards because you're playing D3. And just the idea that the the whole thing about these cards is their utility and they're like look at all these ways you can use it and if you are going to tell people that they can buy whatever cards they want but they're like you know what you can only play two of them at a time i, I just don't see them doing it and mostly because the whole point of these cards is the utility like we're not there this the value of our cards is not because we're all like really excited collectors it's for the so5 value and if you start limiting use of cards, it gets ugly for everyone, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when, you know, like some people may just want to play because of fandom or they support a particular team or whatever. And it's like, oh, well, you can't you can't play your five Liverpool players together because, you know, that's not allowed. Right. Um, and I think that that might, you know, be a downside or frustrating for someone that just is like, I only support Liverpool. Um, I only want to play those five players together, and that's all I want. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I think. Yeah, we. I just don't feel like they can go. That's why I said <laughs> it. I figured you were out there, Mark. <laughs> but I, I think that's a great point, though. That there are people who come on the platform and they're like, "I support this team. I'm going to buy five. I mean, I talked to somebody. I remember a few months ago when I had Tim Melia, and he's like, "I'm. I live in Kansas City. I'm a sporting Kansas City fan. You have the." scarf right behind you and he's like yep. i play five man kansas skc stacks because that's my team yeah and, and that's like, probably no. a really fun stack to be honest i mean they had five five players you could definitely play together so mm -hmm. um that's awesome yeah and they got a wrestler at goalkeeper so um i don't know if you saw the highlight with yeah. Emilia, but 
it was a good takedown. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I just, yeah, fundamentally, I'm just limiting utility feels a bit strange to me. And I think this, this stack conversation has also changed a bit because when we had Sean on, the point of the stack was like, if you could get the five individual best players, that's what you should do. Yeah. But if you can't, and this applies to many more of us, then maybe you get a stack that isn't so expensive. And then one week when the other teams struggle and yours goes off, you win. And I think there, there started to be this idea that like, oh, I built this stack so I should win every week because I'm stacking. Yeah. And it's like, well, it depends what team you're stacking. And then all of a sudden it was like, oh, some of the people who could buy the best players were actually just buying stacks now. And that's what we saw this last week. And I think, and to be honest, I didn't even look at the galleries of the people who had these Ajax and Morioka stacks, which I think was fine. But yeah, like, so Challenger D3 was full uh, Ajax stacks plus Morioka. So it was uh, four. Yeah. Yeah. So it was either two forwards like uh, Tadich and Holler plus a defender and their goalkeeper. Yeah. It was, they all had Passphere, Blind. Morioka, Tadic, and then yeah. it was the extra spot was different. Yeah, one of them had Lissandro, um, one of yeah, them Lissandro. had, I think, Haller, and yeah. the other one had somebody else. Bergeis, which must be nice to have. Yeah, so our point is, Mark, that that's not really a stack. That Well, it, it is a stack. It's a four-man stack. I think a four-man stack is a stack. Yeah. I think that's fair to say. Mm-hmm. It's just not a full team. Right. And the best guy on the team on the in the lineup was not from Ajax. <laughs> right. And then Challenger D4 basically was no stacking at all. The top three podium positions were um, uh, first place was, uh, I don't know how to pronounce it, Verdadigan uh, from Benfica and Odesis. So Odia, not even going to try. Um, and then the second was Adan and Coates. or Coates. Cotes. <laughs> we had fun with that one the other day. Yeah, we did. <laughs> and then third place uh, at Challenger D4 was no stack at all. So just five or five players from different teams. So, um, you know, it's not as if, you know, just play the IX stack and win. It's, you know, you still have to put it in the right spot. And, you still need um, a Morioka. Yeah, and, and, and have, them, have Morioka in there with them. Captain. Well, I mean, I th- I'm pretty sure the Ajax ones in D3 were, uh, Morioka was captain on all of them. So he was the rare card. And mm-hmm. so you have that kind of benefit in Challenger D4 that I'm assuming most people play Morioka rare in D3. Sorry. Uh, sorry. What do we call that now? Rare pro? Yeah. Apologies for those I'm, new. I'm not going to get that right for months. <laughs> it's going to take me a long time. Um, Yeah, Mark, I think, was the first one to use this term spine. I apologize. Let me rephrase. I have no idea if he was the first one. He was the first one that I heard use the term spine instead of a a stack. But Yeah, I like that term. Yeah, makes sense. So two players from the same team, is that a spine or is three players from the same team a spine? So so this is where I was like wondering about where we go because I, I made a Salzburg limited stack with uh it was goalie center back defensive midfielder. And I'm like, is that, that's a stack. And like, theoretically, yeah. if they play well defensively. Um, three is a yeah. spine. So, so three is a spine. Oh, so I have a Salzburg spine. Um, but anyway, the, so I think that it, it, people use stacks differently 
in terms of like, do you use it just to be competitive every week? And obviously an IAC stack is going to be competitive almost every week. Or do you do that ridiculous Chicago fire stack that like when it goes off, you, you know, it's going to be cheap, but you get five players, you know, theoretically, you know, they're all going to start. Like you, you, you tend not to get guys who are uh, questionable starters to go into your stacks, but, and that gets you competitive, like once every so often, but when you're competitive, like you're near the top. Yeah. I think what you're getting at is kind of like what I define as the two types of stacks. You have elite stacks and then you have crappy stacks. And um, the elite stacks are interesting to me because typically it's like the best players, like a Bayern stack is, you know, it's got to have like Goretzka and Kamich and uh, Lewandowski and uh, goalkeeper uh, newer and Davies or something like that. Yeah. It's like those players are extremely expensive. And to like do that stack, you can also, you could also just plug in, um, some other super players like a Neymar or whoever. So like that stack to me only really works. Uh, I shouldn't say only really works, but it's going to be highly effective in games that they're dominant in where they win three, nothing, four, nothing, whatever. Um, and I guess that does happen decently regular with Bayern, mm-hmm. but you could also just build a really good team for a lot of money. Um, if you're building that team. Um, yeah. I feel like if you, if you have a budget to make a Byron stack, then you might be only almost like capping your upside by not, instead of taking, well, you probably don't want to get rid of Lewandowski, but like yeah. maybe you need, instead of Goretzka, you take, now I'm like totally blanking on an elite champion Europe since I don't play at midfielder, but <laughs> whoever, but like maybe there are just better options. Well, you know, maybe one week it's, you know, you need a better, uh, goalkeeper defender stack because Bayern happens to be playing Dortmund or something like that. Right. Or they probably smash Dortmund anyway. But I don't know. I just feel like the, like I, I got very comfortable with the, fi- Shakiri. I got very comfortable with the five man stack because of my river plate stack. But like, I don't think if I, like right now, I'm not looking to build five player stacks. And, yeah. but I am looking at least to have two or three guys from the same team if I can get the right lineup. Right. I, I built, I built a stack that I call just a crap stack and it's my West Ham stack. Um, and we have, I have a lot of nicknames for this West Ham stack that I won't repeat here on stream, but it's, it was <laughs> fairly cheap for a D2 champion Europe team. Um, and then that's a division I'll never be competitive in. Like, well, I shouldn't say never, but um, very mm-hmm. unlikely to be competitive there in the near future. Just Weren't you just competitive in it like a week ago? What's that? Weren't you like just competitive in it a week ago? That's my point. With with the West Ham stack, though, I can be competitive every once in a while. When they when they get a clean sheet and win one, two, three, nothing, I have a chance at winning a card. Mm-hmm. And if I just bought the five best players that I could buy, I, they would probably never correlate and I would never, never have a chance at a card. But now it's like if they get a clean sheet, um, and you know, Bowen and, um, maybe Bowen whips a, a, a corner into Zuma's head or something. Um, I can, I can win a card that week. And I would say it's extremely unlikely for me to otherwise win a card in um, champion Europe D2. So it's just a, a, a good way for me to be like, have a team there. And 
honestly, it's easy for me because I can just follow the West Ham news. And if I know a player is not going to play or something, and like now I'm like really familiar with the team and I know Fabianski's not going to play in any of the Europa games. So it's like midweeks now, I know that I have to have another goalie in that lineup. And it just, it, it's helpful to me just to be like kind of attached to a team and, and know their team news really well. Yeah, no, I think that's a great point. Uh, I think that was one of the things we said is that like, it makes your research a little easier because you don't need to search five different guys or, you know, you don't have to find five different news sources in five different languages because they're in five different countries. So you can right. just check out whatever the, uh, but then also it makes my decision-making pretty binary and simple. Um, every week, I don't really have a decision in champion Europe. I just play the West Ham stack like this week. They're on the road. I forget who they're playing, but I don't think that it was a great matchup. It's like, whatever, that's the team this week. And maybe they steal a game on the road. I don't know, but. Do you think the expectation is that stacks should work every week? Um, some people might have that expectation. I don't think that that's, I don't think that people, I don't think that that's like where the anger is coming from. I think that the anger is more people just see, you know, those three IX stacks and challenger D3 and they're like, shit, I can't, I can't win because that happens every week. And they feel like it happens every week and it happens a lot. I'll, agree with that. But I think that if you take those three same managers and they just, you give them the same budget to build a great challenger D3 team, they're going to have really, really competitive teams that probably win at similar frequencies. So your crap stack, as Mark's going to point out, are fourth in the premier league. They're ahead of uh, man United, Tottenham, Everton, yeah. Leicester, Arsenal. That doesn't sound so bad. Yeah. I'm, I'm missing some of the key players on the team though. Like I don't have Declan, I don't have Antonio, so um, I, I those are their like two of their um, <laughs> best players from an all around and then a decisive standpoint. Yeah. So um, it's still a crap stack. <laughs> <laughs> and that I mean, you put yourself in a bit of a tough spot. You obviously had the cards, some of the cards already, but yeah, you're not getting any new West Ham cards, and so right. If somebody's here like, oh, I should build well, a stack. Yeah, I mean, Zuma is a new West Ham card that I bought, but for special reasons, you know. Yeah. Kurt Happy. Yeah. So, yeah, so I guess I think the other problem that we faced this week with all like the IAX podiums is that mm-hmm. there are like you can, I, I don't know if you're making stacks just to win podiums. Like obviously that. Um, when Sean was on talking about the Chicago fire stack, like he did that because it was in D1. Like he yep. did that to win D1. But like you can win D1 on an off chance with a Chicago fire stack. I don't know if he actually ended up winning D1 with it. I but... think his Chicago fire stack is a D2 stack. Oh, it was a D2? Oh, okay. Yeah, they're all super rares. Gotcha. I think gotcha. he has one unique. Uh, oh, that's right. The Madron. Madron, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yes. So it just seems like the there's this idea that like I'm going to stack to so the one week I can get a podium, but like you can win a lot of cards every week without coming close to the podium. Yeah. I mean, you can win one, one card every week or, you know, you can win more cards than just podium. And I feel like when we see stacks win podiums, everyone's like, Oh, I guess I got a stack. And it's like, you're ignoring the last 12 weeks when it didn't work. And yeah, but let's it. be real. The IX stack works a lot. Yeah. 99% <laughs> of the time it works all the time. That's like that. fair. That one, that one's a tough one. And the Byron stack hits pretty hard too. But again, those are the two like most expensive things. Like they're expensive stacks. Yeah. Yeah. I guess 
Yeah, that's fair. They are. It is funny when you're like, oh, well, I'll just buy the best players. And then they're all happen to be on the same team or at least the right. best scorers. Yeah. The benefit with Bayern and Ajax, obviously, is that they have significant midweek utility too with champ with how good they are. So that they have Champions League also, but. Yeah, for sure. Do you have any, you have Kimmich in Goretzka, right? Yeah. And with, Davies. Yeah. Goretzka has been tough, man, because he had a cold. And I just kept thinking, I was like, oh, it's just a cold. He's going to play. And yeah. he killed a couple lineups for me the last, I guess, two game weeks. Yeah. You know what's not a thing anymore? What's that? Just a cold. Yeah. <laughs> right. I guess that, that's probably the case because I think didn't the coach have uh, COVID or something? So they're probably being super careful about, you know, uh, putting him into the team or whatever. But still, that's frustrating. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, so let's see. What does Sam say? I think the issue you're trying to talk about is basically one, are stacks a game design problem? And two, should something be done about them? He thinks they are a problem. Or yeah, he thinks they are a design problem. I'm going to yeah, it's, it's hard to say whether they should do anything about them because I think that the only way you can do something about them is if you're like very, very decisive about it. Like you'd have to say... Um, you can't allow more than what three players from the same team or something, which is pretty big change. Like you have to allow two players from the same team, right? There's like nothing, like there's no way you can say, Oh, you can't have two players from the same team. Should you be able to have three? You should be able to have five, man. There's yeah. no, like, if you can have three, then you're like there. Like that's most of the team anyways. I think the problem is that a lot of people compare it to FPL and I know a lot of people in the States compare it to DraftKings and FanDuel because they have roster limits. Like you can only have a certain number of guys, but they also play a lot more. Like you play, you, you can't have more than three guys from the same team in FPL, but you have 15 players. Right. Like we have five. So like, I, I just see, I just don't, I just don't see how you can justify limiting players that you can have in your lineup. Yeah, I'm sure Mark makes a good point. The game slogan is own your game. They need to change that. And Mark, I imagine you would not be very happy if they limited the number of Liverpool players that you could shove into a lineup. Yeah. Hashtag own most of your game. Yeah. And then play the other ones in another lineup. That's a long hashtag though. Yeah, I don't... See, the other thing is that like if I had to split it, then I'm still just keeping... Like if it was max three... And I have a five-man stack. Like I'm just going to play three and one and two and the other. I'm not going to play them in all five, in five different lineups. Right. There aren't enough choices for that, too. Like, yeah. So, do you do you play any um, offensive stacks? Uh, I and do. If you do, do you do you feel like they're effective? I think one of the big misconceptions in attacking stacks is everyone's like, Oh, well, this guy's going to assist the other guy. Yeah. And that happens so less frequently than people think. Like I remember last year, uh, Harry Kane and Sun Hyung Min were, it felt like they were doing it every week. And I think they ended up at like nine, which I think was a premier league record. Maybe the number was 10, somewhere around there. Like it, it just doesn't happen that much. It, it really doesn't. And so like past seasons, like the league leaders would have like four. And so I know a lot of people talk about this Noah Lang, uh, De Ketelaire combo. And it's like, they just don't, they just yeah. happen. If, if they get decisives, it's because they both scored 
or one had an assist to somebody else. Like they just don't link up that much. Yeah. We, yeah. Me and you looked at that together one week um, because I was talking about looking at CDK and we looked at the combos on so rare data and it just, it wasn't really there. Like the, mm -hmm. the correlation was just meh. Like, do you know where they do, paying, you know, you know where they do correlate a lot though? What's that? Um, with IX. They, they're just all over. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're always smashing. Yeah. There's always some sort of uh, Tadic to Hilaire or Bergheist yeah. to Tadic. You know, but it's never Graven Birch. He's just completely non-existent on yeah. that team. Yeah. But yeah, I just... The... I feel like certain teams, it, it does work. Like IX is a good example. I feel like New England, there's a lot of offensive correlation there. Like between Boo and Gil and uh, Buxa. I, I'll, without looking at it, agree with you that it does seem like the three of them are always on each other's goals. But the, I think, I think that just the way that we have become to think of like, oh, they both got a decisive in the same game. And so they must correlate well. Like if they just both happen to score or get in a sit, you know, if they both get on the score sheet and they have nothing to do with each other, like that's fine. Like I'm not saying you shouldn't combine them either. It's like, well, it's just two elite players. They just happen to be playing on the same team. But like, don't, I don't think anybody should be building attacking stacks thinking like this guy's going to assist the other one every week. Like it just doesn't happen enough to make that worth it. Yeah. But I try it. I'm trying to think of when, of who I did it with. PSV maybe. I didn't even really do it to PSV. Like I have a limited PSV stack with Gakpo. It's Gakpo, uh, Sangari and Biscotti. But like, they're not, it's not really a, they just happen to play for the same team. Uh, Kim Jong, I'm not really sure what you're saying. Limit game mode and limit entries, else Wales will just dominate again. Dude, Wales are already dominating. Yeah, there's no again. <laughs> Wales will dominate. That's just the, the name of the game. And yeah. I think as smaller galleries, uh, you have to figure out a way to like kind of like go against the grain or go against the curve and try to, um, Maybe maybe outsmart them every once in a while, or, or or run that weird stack that does hit hard every once in a while, and and pops off and and steals a card. You know, that Chicago Fire stack that makes it onto the podium one week. Yeah, I just feel like if they made that change, like in terms of limiting the number of players, it's because they got enough feedback of like, this isn't fair. Whereas like, it's actually just, I'm upset. I don't have it. And I don't think you should change rules for that reason. Yeah. That sounds really harsh now that I say that out loud, but mm -hmm. that's actually what I think. Um, Sam actually made a really good point. Um, and this kind of was kind of one of the topics that we were going to talk about is the schedule exclusivity. Um, like a lot of the stacks, like that is kind of the sexy part about the stack is they always play together. They're on the same team. They always play together. So um, there's little time frames where maybe the Brazilian league is only playing it at, at, at one time and there's no other champion America teams. Well, if you have a, if you have the top, top team in that division, then, uh, you're going to be looking pretty good that game week. And I, and there were game weeks in the past, uh, couple months where Minero was like one of like two or three teams playing like Boca might've been playing and river might've been playing, but Minero just was crushing just crush. the time. And, um, <laughs> it was just basically, if you had five Minero players, you were, you were, you know, winning cards those weeks. I remember I had a, it had to have been a river plate stack because it was like a midweek. And I think I might've been first. And I was like, so like pumped up. 
and we're like, oh, who still has to play? And it's like, oh, Minero. And I finished like 17th. Yeah. <laughs> they're just so they're they crush. They crush. But yeah, the so Mark brings up this uh interesting point about the possibility that they I guess it's not really expanding to regions expand to leagues, but it's really D what is the opposite of expand? It's not decrease. Deflate? I don't know. Whatever. But if we have league specific competitions. What's that? Segregate, I guess. Uh, I guess. Like I separate, guess. like champion Europe into like La Liga, Bundesliga, yeah. EPL. Like really segregate segregate the leagues uh, apart from each other. Right. And then, should you be allowed to stack Real Madrid? Sure. I guess. I mean, own your game, right? <laughs> <laughs> we should have had someone on that greatly disagreed with us. Yeah, we should. But ultimately, I just think that the, I think it, it, the argument just ends up being it's not fair because then the people who can buy the best cards win. And it's like, well, that's the case now. Even like if we, if we disallow stacks, this is not going to make people with bigger budgets be like, oh, I'll just buy crappy cards now. Right. (laughs) Well, and two, like in the Irvidisi, like who are the five best cards to own? And I'm sure what, like three of those five are probably all on IX, right? I, pulling, pulling your tools up over there, I see. I, I am only because I thought I looked this up the other day and, oh no, it was it was um, in the Bundesliga. It wasn't all of, uh... but yeah, so the top players in Challenger Europe. So that's the worst part. It's not even just the, Right. It's like all of Challenger. But Ajax is one, three, four, five, six, nine, ten. So it's then like we should six just players in the top ten or something. That's those were the places that they are, yeah. So the guys who are in the top ten who are not Ajax are Morioka, who's second, Gakpo, who's seventh, Szymanski, who is eighth, and that's it. Everyone else is Ajax. Wild. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? 
Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. So what I also noticed during these IX stacks is I think fourth place in Challenger D3 was also an IX stack. I think so. And every single one of them would have won All-Star D3. And I don't know. Why wouldn't you just play that? Like, it feels like you're playing an IAX stack in Challenger to win other IAX cards. Yeah. Which you it, won't play. It would be fun to go, like, look at the rewards of those guys and, like, see, uh, you know, they if, if they would have won All-Star D3 instead, what would they have won? Oh, yeah, I like that. Um, well, that's easy to find out, too. It's not that hard, right? So... Let's see who they actually won, though. So it was Challenger D3. Yeah. So first, second, and third. Oh, with challenge. So also, Challenger D3 this week, prizes were absurd. The top eight were under 23s. So the top three were Vandevort, Bijlo, Noah Lang. Okay. Yeah, I'm not sure you're getting any better. That's like three. Each card, each one of those cards is worth roughly one ETH, I would say, right? Yes. Good ballpark. Yes. So All-Star D3 was uh, Mbappe, <laughs> Memphis, and Oblock. Okay. And all of those cards are worth, well, Mbappe is worth well over one ETH. Um, probably, what, like five plus? Five-ish? Yeah. And then who was second? who's the second one there? Memphis. Memphis, like 1.6 to 2.5. One and a half at least, yeah. yeah. Close to two maybe. And then the last one was who? Oblock. Okay. Worth probably one, what, two, two ETH, maybe? I don't know. Mignon was fourth. I'd be pissed about that. Yeah, that'd be a tough one. But still, it's like, I get why he's still there. It just hasn't made it, uh, got washed out yet. But Van Devoort, fifth. So, no IX, guys. Yeah. (laughs) Oh. Yeah. I don't know. I with that said, if you have an IX stack, please keep playing it in Challenger. Yeah. I have no interest in competing in All Star against that. So I, I bought two uh Utrecht super rares to compete in D three and now or sorry, in uh, Rare Pro. And it doesn't feel so good right now. Yeah. It's probably because I don't have Morioka. That's why. Not the IX guys. It just seems like if you can and I'm sure, looking at those galleries, there's probably situations where they're they're probably running elite Challenger D3 squads and elite All Star D3 teams. But it's like if you can win Mbappe in a division, and soon if you can win Holland in a division, it's like you got to put your best lineups in just those divisions because like, I don't know the differential on winning like one of those guys is so so big. I saw Hendo won the uh, uh, Mbappe this week and U23 D3. Pretty awesome. That's fun. I'd like to win that. So Sam, I, Sam was saying, I keep saying it's, it wouldn't be fair to make changes. It's actually the opposite. I feel like we're saying we're making changes because people think this isn't fair. And I'm, I think it's perfectly fine to make changes to make the game better, but I'm not sure this makes it better. I think we're just changing it because people think it's not fair. Yeah, changing it because there's some loud people that are upset about it. 
I'm sure there are quiet people who are upset about it. I just don't think, I don't think it's a solution. Like if they're like, okay, sorry, you can't play Tadic. And it's like, okay, well then I'll just play. I don't even know. I'll play Gakpo yeah. because like they obviously have the budget for both. So what's the difference? Yeah. Like, does it make it any better or worse? Now we're all worse. And now the guys who want to. Sh- I guess there's the less fire, correlation, right? but it's two elite players that score well every week. It's like, does it matter? I don't know. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. If you if you're Bayern, do you play your you know Lewandowski, Kimmich, Goretzka, and then you take Allison and TAA? Right. Does that make you feel better? Like, <laughs> that doesn't. That doesn't feel fair. Right. I'm yeah, sure Mark has put that lineup out at some point. Yeah, yeah that I'm... is totally unfair. We should not allow that. <laughs> not allow that. I think. I think Mark over there probably has some lineups quite, quite, quite like that. Yeah, I'm sure. I and bet I'm there's sure a Mark's like, that. yeah, yeah, limited. Yeah. If you want, yes, I'll I still do. Destroy you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that I mean. So, Mar- oh man, <laughs> Marcos says as payouts have been good of late. The fear is, why you would you use a stack in All Star where where you could end up with an MLS or an Asia card, which. Um, I've been doing that lately. I have been entering my better line, my better MLS lineups in all-star because I think, cause I'm like, Oh, I want to win non MLS cards. I just win MLS cards in all-star. I saw that, but at least you have the chance at not winning an MLS card, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So that helps, I guess. I guess. There's the, it's the hope that kills you. Yeah. I mean, it, it's hard right now. Like I don't really, want to try to win MLS cards right now because the I, granted I will take cards, but like I'm putting, I'm not prioritizing my best lineups in champion America because I don't know the price of those champion America cards is slightly depressed right now with those seasons coming to an end. It's like, I'd rather win the, the cards that are worth more right now. And that's not to say that like champion America cards are, you know, not going to be worth a lot of money here in about, I don't know, four months when those seasons start firing back up and all these new users want to play in the summer and spring months. But um, I just, if I could win a card right now, I'd rather win the card that is worth more money. Yeah. I mean, it's ultimately a bummer of the, here's a card that has three games left and the prices are at all time lows because they have three games left. Yeah. And I don't think that they should like remove them from the pools. Just remove them from my line of whenever I have a reward. That's all. Simple yeah. request. Ken mentioned uh, an XP penalty for stacking, and um, I saw somebody else mentioning something. Somebody tweeted that. Yeah. With I, I forget the exact specifics, but basically like uh, a slight penalty for every every I guess stacked player, and um, it's an idea. Sure. Like uh, uh, I, I'm not a fan of any penalties or preventions, like preventing it being done, but um, you know, if that's something that they decided to do at some point, you know, we just play around the rule, I guess. And then you're strategically figuring out, you know, does it still make sense to play Tadich and uh, Haller together or, or whoever? It's like, still got to do the math, I guess. Just I'll just go by Noah Lang. Oh, well. Yeah, play Noah Tadich. Lang and Tadich together. I can't afford that. But no, I, I think the 
the one negative about that is that it makes the game more complicated. And you guys had that, whatever that previous iteration was, that was before my time of power, whatever you guys called it. And it, it sounds so complicated. And the fact that like people were trading for cards with less XP, like, I think that's just the road we go down of like, yeah. The idea is to make this game. This is a very complicated game, but it's very easy to play. Like you need five players. They'll get a score at the end. <laughs> I love the idea that Mark has um, to an extent. I don't know about, I like that if, if you have five that no one else has, you get a bonus, but like, I, I would like some kind of like uh court, like, like, like chemistry bonus almost like that they have in FIFA, but you don't want, you don't want to make the stacks more powerful. So you need to figure out some way of like having, you know, um, you know, like players with uh, Coombs in their name. Uh, if you have them all together in one lineup, then you get like some massive bonus. Thoughts? No. <laughs> I think the I think we're going to get to the point, actually, and this is a big thing with DFS, not as much with soccer because it's not as big, at least in the, in the States. I can't speak to fan team because a lot of people uh, play that in Europe, but we didn't have it. I, I guess it's just open now, but the one of the huge things about like large field tournaments in DFS is uniqueness. Like you're better off trying to build lineups that are unique more than lineups that have a, the highest median score. And so I think with certainly with limited stacks, I think we're going to get to that point where it's like, Oh yeah, let me just run out a Minero stack. And like, I have a Minero stack. I was sick of losing to Minero stacks all the time. So when limited cards came out, I was like, I'm going to get a Minero stack. But at some point, like if you're just losing, you know, if you do that late, you're losing the XP battle. And now it's actually, you want a unique lineup. And so maybe people move away from stacks just because if everybody's doing that, then maybe that's not the way you should go. To be I think the white paper, um, the so rare white paper had what Mark's talking about, a popularity curse. And um, basically it's if everybody plays the player, like if hundred percent of, uh, people that own Vinokin play Vinokin, you just get hundred percent of his score. But if, you know, um, he mentioned Steph Peters, if only 50% of the owners play him that week, then his score gets like some kind of significant, uh, bonus to it. Um, I think it's an interesting idea, fun idea, but then you have the players that have like really low, um, like mints. Like you might have like a player that's like you have the only card of him. Like a the the one I'm thinking of is uh, Quinny owns the card. Like, uh, law. I think there's only like three of them. So like if they all get used, then you know like I don't know. I just think it might harm particular players, but maybe that doesn't really matter. I think it's a cool idea. I, I it just you'd have to play around with how you're implementing it. Do you think the solution to five man stacks is So eleven? Could be. I think one of our uh, questions was kind of like uh, angling towards that. Uh, I love more game modes. So I think that if they wanted to do another game mode where it was SO11 and it limited, like maybe it had some of the similar rules to FPL where it can only be, I don't know how many players from the same team, four or three, something like that. Uh, yeah, that could work. That'd be fun. I had, speaking of SO11, my Sura data league team this past week had three DMPs in it. All uh, three defensive DMPs. So I actually ended up with zeros. <laughs> that just popped into my head when you were talking about when we talk about SO11. Wow. Uh, so yeah, I I feel like 
popularity bonus is a fun idea, but it also just makes it more complicated. And you also like have no idea, like you're guessing how many people are playing. And we have that like information, how like where people have been playing. Right. Like, all of that's in the Sora data lineup builder, but like you, you're basically making lineups without knowing what your bonus would be. Yeah. And I don't know if that, like that's a big unknown. Yeah. I do like the idea of like the beauty of Sora is just the simplicity. It's like get five guys, put them in a lineup, win cards. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's exactly what it is. Yeah. Your five yeah. cards. I mean, I our, our scoring people. matrix is this is all of this. Yeah, don't worry yeah. about that. Just score Agreed. the most points. And and there are some weird things like nuances, like where pro is like uh, up to two super rares, and then V two has different rules. Like, I would like for those those rules to get more like standardized for new users. I think it makes sense, and just like just to like make the whole game more like approachable would be if it were just all those rules. Like maybe. Maybe we'll have a pro version of every scarcity and like the same rules apply um, to each one. It's funny you say that because I keep doing this in with limited cards. I'll like win one of a guy that I have a rare card, like one of his teammates. And I'm like, oh, I can stack. And I'm like, nope, I can't do that yet. Right. I need that limited pro. We talked about um, we talked about that. I think last night Jimmer did a did a stream. We talked about the uh scarcities and the way the divisions are set up right now. And I think there was some concern that like um, there were, they were like, so rare, like this new UI change was, was like uh, so rare getting ready for the change to where it's just scarcity based divisions where it's just rare division, the juice, just a super rare division. But I think that we all kind of like agreed ish me, you Jimmer and somebody else that we think that they're going to do, uh, scarcity-based divisions, and then a pro division in each one, maybe. So like a super rare pro division and just a regular super rare division. Mm -hmm. um, and you kind of, I guess you kind of agree with that or you think that that might be where they're going? Yeah, no, I think it's obvious that at some point they're doing single scarcity divisions, but I don't think that's all they're doing. Like I, people were getting like very upset about that, understandably. Like I'd be pretty pissed about that. Yeah. But I think this pro model that they have is just, it's too easy to not to just use it everywhere. I think yeah. the one place where it might be a problem is whatever we super rare. No. Yeah. The super rare division, because right now you can use uniques and rares, which feels like a little weird that you can do three scarcities in one. And is that the, is that, that's the only division, right? That you can use three. Yeah. So, maybe they take out the ability to use a rare there because you, you we already still, you know, this yeah. the super, excuse me, the rare pro. Which I think actually G3. would make a lot of sense. I mean, my God, rare cards have so much utility right now. Um, if they got pulled out of D2, I don't know that it would be that big of a deal. It's funny that we are talking about this now as Nellis joins the chat because I was listening to his podcast today and he was talking about how angry he'd get if they went to single scarcity. Yeah. Mark Laley, Mark was saying that he, uh, he was he would be furious, and yeah, I would be too. Mostly because I can't. I, I think that they are, but it, it's going to be a big but. It's going to be but they're going to have pro pro versions in each each scarcity. So the I guess they they can do that with casual too, right? So there'll be like a casual pro. <laughs> 
That's such a that would be a funny terminology, casual bro. Casual bro. <laughs> Just but where like it was commons guy. plus a couple limiteds or something. Oh, commons and limiteds, right? Yeah, and then the limited pro would be like three limiteds and two rares. Yeah, and then yeah, I mean, the, it's the same. Yeah. Yeah, and then just like work that all the way up to unique. So the super rare pro would be three super rares and two two uniques. Or you could even use the term you progress up to them. Right. right. <laughs> Maybe. We'll see. That makes too much sense. Yeah. Like that's I mean, it it feels obvious that that's where they go because single scarcity absolutely kills progression unless you have these pro these in-between pro things that I I really hope they change the name to. Yeah, like you don't just, like pro, don't do you? I really don't. <laughs> I See, don't I, it, it doesn't bother me as much as it bothers you. I I understand why you dislike it because it's it's I don't know. But so I, what, I what had else this thought the other day. So I had this thought the other day, and now I the other day, a second ago, this just came into my head that maybe I have completely misunderstood pro. In my thought that it actually meant pro professional, it oh. actually means progression. Huh. You just blew my mind, Laird. <laughs> Mine <laughs> feels a little blown too. Maybe I don't hate it as much. Maybe they should just spell that out for us. <laughs> for us simpletons over here. Please. Maybe everybody Please else has realized this and it's just me and you sitting here like, oh, professional. It's the pro pro version. Pro. It's the pro version. <laughs> Man. Yeah. Progression. Man. Rare. How did, I, how did I not think of that? I wish anybody else. I mean, I've been pretty vocal about how dumb I think calling something pro is because this idea that professional is whatever. And nobody called me and was like, hey, it's actually progression or progress or whatever the pro. Yeah. Is. I love it. Do you are we giving sober too much credit? Is it, is it still actually professional? <laughs> I don't know. I, I hope Dan is watching or Carl's watching and they're like, ooh, yeah, that's what we meant. That's what, that's what we meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm um, willing to give them the benefit of the doubt and that's what they meant right. the whole time. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, then the casual pro would make sense. It's like the casual progression division. It totally makes sense. Yeah, I love. I in fact, I love that they called it pro. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I do too. That, that's a good ring to it. Very sharp. Yeah, I love that. I don't see anybody in comments like like saying that they realize this either. So I think we might. Yeah, their heads exploded. They're everybody's yeah. gone. Right. Yeah. Huh. I don't even know what I'm else, else to say now. You just like totally blew my mind. Yeah. Everything's <laughs> better now. Let's get back to our stacks. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so um, that's really what I want to do. I want to build like limited rare stacks five players but just they already got rid of d3 sam d3 is gone it is gone it's, it's pro professional <laughs> professional rare yeah professional rare division man like they do that um, by massively increasing d2 rewards to give more utility mid-tier super rares that could be okay i i think the biggest that that was a terrible way to start because it's definitely not the biggest problem they have. But I think a big problem is these tier three super rares that really are just completely worthless. Like they would be better. They would be, they would have more utility if D3 required you to have one to two super rares. Cause then you couldn't just like 
keep buying rares forever and just buy better and better and better ones and eventually just lump them into D, your D3s. Like, make, I feel like to make those have more utility, they should um, require them in that, that lineup instead of making them optional. I but I, I do realize that, yeah, um, that would probably prevent people from playing in those divisions and actually would probably make the price, like the cost of those tier three super rares go up, would make, which would, it would make some people happy because now their tier three super rares are worth more money, but then it would, you know, put more of a block and prevent people from getting into that division. But I don't know. I've, I've given up trying to compete in D3 without super rares. Yeah. Like, I'll throw lineups in, but like, I don't think, I don't think ultimately, like, I'm going to come to a strategy where I'm like, oh no, I'm going to just buy five really great rares and play them in D3. But I feel like the special weekly was like, like they tricked us. They're like, we're going to give out super rares in the special weekly. And we're like, oh, that's so cool. And then you get them and you're like, what do I do with this? This guy right. doesn't play. I right. can't even get, I'd rather some limiteds, please. I have just run really good, I guess, because all I got, I've won like tier three super rares, like a lot this like last, like, I don't know, two to three months. And they've all been like, cause I don't, I usually like in the D twos and stuff, I don't really like compete for the podiums, but I'll like squeak in and steal cards. So I get a lot of the tier three super rares as prizes. And most of them have been like pretty useful cards for me. Granted, I'm not like, like if if I were Surface, I wouldn't be saying the same thing. Surface winning a tier three super rare would be like, eh. and I'm sure YNWA Mark, you would feel the same way. Like tier three super rares right now are just like, eh. Like it's it's a card you'll probably never put into a lineup, um, and you're probably just gonna sell it or maybe hope, sit on it and hope that it becomes they become better or whatever. But um, like to me, I can take those cards and like immediately, if if they're decent, I can put them into lineups. I would say you just ran good on your T3s. Yeah, probably. I've seen some of the ones that other people have pulled out, and it's just like, eh, okay, I get why you're frustrated with that one, because it's like guys never, like, he only subs on and scores 25 points a week. Probably not going to use them. Yeah, I I can't even sell them. I mean, I don't have that many of them, but, like... Even the ones that I'm, I've, I've won and I'm using aren't cards that, are, like, can sell for, like, very much money like sean nealis is a good example mm -hmm. um he's 24 his last sale was like 0.1 but i mean like if you look at his scores the last like four weeks 54 66 42 79 last week so like i mean whatever using using him he's a decent defender it's for me that's not bad yeah that's pretty good yeah i I don't know. Special Weekly was really the only place I'm like sometimes competing for super rares anyway, because I don't yeah. play the super rare division often. So do you think that the progression divisions, because um, that's what I'm going to call them now. Oh, we'll have super rare, like next level. Do you think that they'll start awarding super rares there? And then do you think in the D, in the super rare progression division that they'll start rewarding uniques there? Yes. Yeah. Yes, I do. And even like they'll probably be what like tier two for like w the winner, and like a tier three for like other people. Maybe I don't know. Why not? 
Why not like a star? A star unique? Oh, sorry, not, star unique. Not, no, yeah, not, no, 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 no. Yeah, I guess Never. that would make sense if you couldn't. Yeah, no, never mind. Like even a tier one, I don't think that they'll reward because those yeah, are going to sell for a ton of money. Yeah, you should. That's where they're making a lot of scratch. Yeah, you shouldn't be able to win a star unique. In... But a tier two, I mean, why not? Tier three, for sure. Yeah. The only reason why I said that is because I really dislike when the top prize is not like a, the best card of what you can win in that division. Yeah. Like it's not a problem that I have, but people have been saying how like tier it's, they've had tier ones as the top prizes in D2. And it's like that we should be competing for the best cars. I know you can't like give them all out every week, but I don't know. It just sun, fundamentally feels weird when, you're like, I finished first place ahead of everyone else. And they're like, we have a group of 32 cards that you cannot win because they're too good for you. Even though you beat everybody. Yeah. So I don't know. So, so Mark, you won a progression bar is what it sounds like. It would be better for the highest value prizes to be won after a period of good performances as opposed to just one game week. I think that that's probably like more of like, um, ingrained in like that FPL mindset. And then I would say that like the DFS mindset is more like, Hey, I did good this week. I should get something awesome. You know, not even this week, definitely two competing forces there in two different, you know, schools of thought. I don't know. Yeah. I don't want to win ETH to go buy tier three super rares. I agree, Mark. I don't know. I don't know what the solution is. I feel like a lot of people are like, Oh, just give out more ETH. I'm like, uh, right. Yes. And it, it, there's also like, you know, like a number of number of cards issue too. that the calculations on, you know, the number of super rares that are even available for prizes and stuff. Yeah. So it's also not just like give away more cards because that's could be a problem too. So fun, fun challenge for, for those people. So rare people. I think what I was mostly upset about with the tier threes and suit in, the special weekly was just like as soon as we saw the cards that were getting distributed and they were like, Oh, this is what, this is how they're getting rid of their tier three super rares. Like they're, they're just going to give them away. But it's like, these are cards that nobody was really going to buy anyway. Right. Love the last point from Masaki there. A smaller user is going to have a way smaller chance of competing over multiple weeks. Um, In the current system, they can beat everyone with one good week and it's, much easier, which totally, totally agree with that. Like yep. my West Ham stack is not going to beat Mark over the course of the season. Like it's just not going to happen. But on like one given week, you know, stars align. Uh, Jared Bowen bangs in two goals, and Fabianski gets the clean sheet. Hey, I'm I'm winning. We're cooking. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. I think that's a that's a great point. Um, Oh, there we go. He can mark and seeds. Back to like stacks for one second. Yeah. Um, U23 stacks. Do you do it? Is it possible? Um, What teams can you even do it with? Uh, Salzburg. Salzburg. uh, Can you do it with Fianor? Is it Fianor? Fianor. PSV maybe? PSV you can't because their goalie's 24. Who who does uh, Bidgelow play for? He's at Feyenoord. 
Okay. I think and a you lot can of do, people use like, him with one of the defenders. Him and Malasia, yeah. There you go. Yep. I have that. Yeah, so that's a good, maybe not stack, but a good combo. You can do it at Gank. Gank, that's right. Of, yeah. That's right. And definitely Salzburg. Salzburg can do a, a full team. Yeah. Okay. But do you want to do that? And you can do, I have it in limited. Uh, you can do Kishima also for now. But Makita's gone after, uh, right. meaning he's no longer 23. Well, he's actually 24 right now, but we'll, we'll only care about that until after July 1st. Oh, yeah, Sinistera. Yeah, they have a lot. You're right, Feyenoord. Four or five. Yeah. But yeah, I think, like, I think if you have a U23 goalie and th that team has a U23 defender, it makes sense to uh, to go there. That's all. Bob says Gank is bad. All people should play that. <laughs> yeah, there are a lot I'm of people a, who, who want a lot of Gank. Because I don't know any of them. <laughs> I don't have any. Well, so, yeah, we do. We both have the same guy. He just doesn't play. Which one? Ugbo. Oh, right. Yeah. Our yeah. boy Ike, man. Which is mind-blowing that they don't use him, but whatever. <sighs> they got to wait to sell Big Paul to West Ham in January. That ain't and you'll, admit, you, you'll have to buy Big Paul then. Nope, ain't happening. We'll not buy him. <laughs> Never going to happen. Big Paul will not be in my gallery. Oh, come on. <laughs> Quinny dropping the Atlanta is great for U23 when they yeah, have a 65-year-old goalie. But For right now, they are. Yeah. And yeah, you'd have to, you know, make do with not using Guzan. Yeah, I'm going to – let's touch on this last point that Mark just brought up. He said, we wouldn't be debating half of this stuff if there were parallel collector incentives to work on, adding a collector-based section to the game that allows you to win cards without having to play SO5. So I have this weird – I had this weird reaction because Top Shot did that early – or not early. Top Shot did at some point. I don't. I never got into Top Shot, so I don't want to say something that is completely wrong. But one of the things that I liked about So Rare – was that I was buying cards to play in SO5. And if I hit the nuts and got five guys that were really good and never got hurt and all and played all the time, I could just buy those five cards and win forever. And this idea of like buy more stuff to win stuff just never sat right with me. And I think it may have been fine had I not gotten to so rare first. But yeah, this idea of like collect. 25 cards of jersey mints and we'll mm -hmm. give you a tier three super rare like i'm not sure i yeah that actually i don't know that that sounds awful um the big issue in top shot was there was a lot of um funny business going on with like um some of the challenges um and i'm speaking ignorantly slightly but i do i do remember reading a few few things on this um where like some of their challenges were like artificially propping up the values of certain players. Um, and there were people, quote unquote, in the know, and they knew which players might be part of a future challenge. Oh, okay. And they were acquiring those players, stockpiling those players. And then once they were part of that challenge, obviously the card or the moment was worth a lot more money. Yeah. And they were able to, you know, profit off of that. So I think that a lot of like, if, if it were, they'd have to be really careful about the way that they instituted some of those things. Although I think like, like some of that stuff 
could make sense. Like the, if, if you own 10, um, it'd be hard to retroactively do that because it would like really um, benefit certain people. Cough, cough, YNWA. Um, <laughs> like if you had the number one out of a hundreds, like if you have 10 of those, you want a, uh, a, you know, exclusive card or something like that um, could get a little, you definitely, you definitely rile up the masses, <laughs> but I think, that they, I think that there are some things that they could look at there that might be intriguing. No, just make the community feel better. And that if you have five or 10 Liverpool cards and you win an Everton one, <laughs> see what happens. Isn't that, isn't that what we wanted? No, you didn't want that Jordan Pickford super rare. No. Oh, well, no, I think, yeah, I don't know. I just, and, and it's only because I don't have, um, like, I just have never played an NFT game that relied on me buying like specific things as opposed to just um, like getting better scores, I guess is the way I'd put it. I don't know. Yeah. Experiences would be cool. Like if you, or even like, like little things, like if you like, um, I mean, I think that they announced that like Vanakin and somebody else was an ambassador of the game or something like Vandevoort. Yeah. Like what if you collected like their certain cards or like all, like their, their full team or something like that, then maybe you get like an autograph on your card or something. I don't know. Something to make a little something to think about an, an attachment. I think I would call yeah. that like a, an attachment to the card. Yeah. That's a cool idea. Yeah. <laughs> Mark will get that joke. Jordan Pickford super with normal length arms. Love that. Great line. <laughs> maybe the two thumbs to show it. Ooh, there you go. Yeah, see? Collect all the cards with guys with thumbs. I'm into that. I'll do that. Guys holding a ball. If they take that out, if they uh, release that, then I, I'll be okay with it. But yeah, he's right, though. They do have to like leverage more with these relationships with the clubs because I think people are going to be more excited to win a digital autograph than a Tier 3 Super Rare. Yeah. Or if there was a way to like obtain the autograph somehow, like... Uh... I don't, I don't even know, like when, when first place with Vandeboard as your goalie, you know, like, um, then the card gets autographed or something. I don't know. Just like throwing ideas out there. But I think that there are like, if there were, were ways to like accomplish that, it would be pretty cool. Yeah. Or like commemorate <clears throat> you winning. Like I'm sure Hendo would like Hendo won that Mbappe this week, won U23 D3. Like it'd be cool if there was something to like, like just like, commemorate you winning a podium like that for us it's guys the, that don't win podiums every the, the 20 ETH cards not enough to commemorate that yeah okay fair enough sorry sorry yeah no you're right yeah um <laughs> we should have nellis on back on because he has like a long list of experiences that he thinks that's so rare yeah uh i'm gonna call nellis out real quick on that like a 10 minute zoom call with and you just mentioned the same as 10 minute zoom call with Vandevoort. What the hell am I going to talk to him about? No, he says with Messi, which is even better. Like, I just like, what would you say? Hey, man, how you doing? I don't know. Um, yeah. See, you scored another goal this weekend. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, sure, it'd be cool and all, I guess. I Like, for me, I would just get my kids on and let them talk to him and ask him questions or whatever. But, like, yeah. what's your favorite move and stuff like that? But, uh, man, like, anybody else, like, it'd be, like – Give me a conversation with Vanak and I don't, 
don't know what we're going to talk about, man. In fairness, I think John can probably talk to anybody, so I bet he would be very into a 10-minute messy Zoom call. But Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right, we've gone a little over an hour here. Now we're getting into a whole new topic, so I think it's time to cut us off. Thank you to everybody in chat who has participated. It's pretty lively, so uh, thank you for all of your comments. If you guys wouldn't mind uh, hitting the like button below, it's uh, always appreciated. And if you want to subscribe to the channel, just do that because we'll be back next week with a brand new topic. So uh, definitely check that out or please do that. If you uh, are listening to the audio version, if you could please rate and review it wherever you listen. Uh, once again, this is the SoRare Andrews podcast brought to you by Rotowire and sponsored by SoRare. Uh, if there are any topics you'd like us to discuss, definitely hit us up uh, either in the SoRare Discord or on Twitter. I am at Andrew M. Laird. Andy is at ablack86. And uh, yeah, find us there. Andy, thanks for that. And I'll uh, talk to you next week. Yep. See you.